Welcome to this episode of the National Police Association podcast number 25. SWAT team takes down barricaded suspect, cops versus armed sovereign citizen and officer involved shootings, from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Action News reports Philadelphia police say a man who was killed in a shootout with a SWAT team verbally threatened officers before barricading himself inside a home and opening fire, according to Deputy Commissioner Robin Wimberly. Parole officers were attempting to serve a warrant on 42-year-old Claude Fain on Thursday afternoon, when the agents approached him, he immediately ran toward his home the 4,600 block of Hawthorne Street and shouted, I'm going to kill all three of you according to a preliminary report released Friday, Fain began firing at agents from inside his home and through a second-floor window, the report said. Highway Patrol officers were able to access a residence from across the street and shoot back at Fane. SWAT officers also shot at Fane from inside a neighboring home and from their tactical vehicle. Fane was hit in the shootout and was pronounced dead. In total, nine law enforcement officers exchanged gunfire with Fane, and according to the report, Fane fired a total of 16 shots. There were no other known injuries to police or civilians. On Friday, Police went back to the neighborhood to try and comfort residents and reassure them that they are there to help. It is really a war zone up here, they are shooting and shooting like crazy like everybody's shooting up here, said Carl Williams of Frankfurt. Neighbors say Fane was a paranoid schizophrenic, I think he was off his meds, the guy that they shot, but he was a real nice guy, said Williams. Captain Johnny Walker of the 15th District, along with his team, went to the neighborhood to talk to Fane's aunt and other residents. We realize now we have to come out rather quickly and talk to people and make they understand we care about you, and we will be here with you and help you through this situation, said Walker. Many neighbors are hoping a new year will bring new solutions to gun violence. Everybody has a gun, you are scared when people stop in the middle of the street to blow at them because you don't know who has a gun, so, it's crazy and something needs to be done, said Joyce Hoyle who lives nearby, the Hoyles have lived in the area for 46 years and say this is the first time they've seen anything like this, they have to come up with a solution because everybody has a gun, everybody, this is crazy, it's like the wild wild west, said John Hoyle. From New Jersey, the Herald reports a judge is expected to render a decision Tuesday on whether three Newton police officers lawfully conducted a motor vehicle stop and subsequent search of a self-identified sovereign citizen who they say was evasive and found concealing a loaded handgun, Edwin Roman, 36, of Bristol, Connecticut, was arrested in December 2018 near the intersection of Mill Street and North Park Drive, police say Roman who has for several months been uncooperative during court hearings and at one point was thrown out, initially told officers he had no weapons, only to be found with a chambered 45 caliber handgun, during a hearing Friday in front of Judge Thomas J. Critchley, Roman's attorney, Louis Knappen, raised several issues after he filed a motion to suppress the motor vehicle stop and his client's subsequent arrest. Critchley Following the over two-hour hearing that included video from each officer's dash cam in their patrol vehicles and body-worn cameras along with arguments from both Knappen and Assistant Prosecutor Jerome Neidhart, reserved his decision, noting the case involves several issues of the Fourth Amendment which prohibits unreasonable searches and seizures. Under consideration is if the officer conducted a lawful stop of Roman's vehicle, 
which had a headlight out just before dusk. If police lawfully seized two loaded magazines from Roman's glove box since Roman failed to give consent and a warrant was not executed, although police can with probable cause, and if the seizure of a gun on Roman's person was legal. Should Critchley grant their motion to suppress, the indictment against Roman, which includes a second-degree charge of possession of a weapon, would be dismissed. Now retired Newton Police Patrolman Jose Morales testified Friday that around 4.20 p.m., on December, 14, 2018, Roman's white SUV passed him with its passenger side headlight out, he pulled Roman over due to the infraction and walked to the passenger side of the vehicle and asked Roman for his license and registration. When Roman opened his glove compartment, Morales said he saw what appeared to be a black metallic weapon lodged between a folded sheet of paper. After calling for backup, with now-retired officer Scott Vertetis and Sergeant Scott King responding, Roman was asked several times if he had a weapon, Morales said, Roman never indicated he did. After he was asked to step out of the vehicle, Morales asked Roman if he minded if he looked inside his glove compartment, to which Roman responded, Of course I do. Morales said in court he had enough probable cause to do a warrantless search of the SUV due to Roman's evasiveness coupled with what he believed to be a handgun in the glove compartment. When you saw that in the glove box, what was going on in your mind? What were you concerned about? Neidhart questioned Morales. Worst outcome that could possibly come of a motor vehicle stop, Morales said, later adding that officer safety was paramount. Morales seized two loaded magazines in the glove compartment, Roman was patted down and found with a loaded handgun on his waistband. When asked if he had a firearms card in New Jersey, Roman said he was a state national, a term that the officers didn't recognize. Roman was arrested after he did not respond to officers questioning why he would not disclose the weapon or the loaded magazines. Knappen said that Roman should not have been pulled over since it was roughly 10 minutes before the sun had set on that particular evening, arguing that under state law, headlights need only be on from a half hour after sunset and half hour before sunrise. Roman, who in prior hearings quoted Uniform Commercial Code and Admiralty Law, has declined to be sworn in in court, stating it was against his oath. Superior Court Judge William McGovern, who previously sat on the bench in the criminal courtroom in Sussex County, and Critchley each identified Roman as a sovereign citizen. A sovereign citizen is identified in various publications as someone who believes the American government was, at some point, secretly replaced by an illegitimate corporate government based on admiralty law. Roman has also said several times he is not Edwin Roman, but rather present in court by special appearance. Roman, who was ordered detained in July but later released from custody, was also arrested in July in Nichols, N.Y., after he was found with multiple knives during a motor vehicle stop for speeding, according to Neidhart, he failed to disclose the weapons during the stop, leading to an obstruction charge, that case is still pending. From Anchorage, Alaska, the Daily News reports Sayman pointed a loaded crossbow at officers before they opened fire at him Sunday in South Anchorage, he suffered a non-life-threatening leg wound, police said. Police were first called to 36th Avenue and Spinard Road around 9.30 a.m., on a report of a man wearing dark clothing and a ski mask pointing a loaded crossbow at passers-by, Chief Justin Dahl said Sunday afternoon, officers could not find the man in the area and left, he said.
Just before 11.30 a.m., a 911 caller provided a similar description of a man pointing a crossbow at people near Huffman Road and Brandon Street, Dahl said. When officers arrived less than five minutes later, Dahl said, the man pointed the crossbow at them near Huffman and Industry Way, two officers fired their weapons and the man was shot in the leg, Dahl said police were still determining if the man fired the crossbow. There was a brief, quick chase and the suspect was taken into custody near some apartments on Silver Fox Lane, Dahl said. Dahl said the man was brought to the hospital, no officers or bystanders were injured, he said. As police continued to investigate several hours later, the crossbow lay near the curb at the intersection of Industry Way and Huffman Road, a witness recorded part the incident on his cell phone, Officer Devin Grant said, and police were also reviewing surveillance footage from nearby businesses, Dahl asked anyone who may have witnessed the shooting to call detectives. Multiple roads were closed most of Sunday in the area of Huffman Road and the old Seward Highway but were reopened in the evening. Dahl said the two officers who fired their guns will be placed on mandatory administrative leave and the department will release their names after a 72-hour waiting period. We are conducting a criminal investigation like we always do in an incident like this, he said, there will also be an internal investigation, again, as we always do, and once the criminal investigation is complete we'll turn it over to the Office of Special Prosecution for review, ultimately. It will be up to them to review it and determine if any criminal charges are appropriate. From Tampa, Florida, Channel 8 reports the Tampa Police Department is investigating an officer-involved shooting that occurred Sunday morning. Officers were dispatched to the area of 40th Street North and Osborne Avenue East around 1.24 a.m. after reports of shots heard and screams in the area, as officers were surveying the area. Reports of additional shots were heard near 42nd Street North and East Cayuga Street. Two officers were surveying Cayuga Street when they came across a man holding a gun, the man has since been identified as 34-year-old Wayne Wilson. Wilson was approximately 15 to 20 feet from the officers when they turned their vehicle's police lights on, after identifying themselves, the officers ordered Wilson to drop the firearm. The police department said Wilson didn't listen to the commands, and ran toward the officers while pointing his gun at them, the two officers fired their weapons, striking Wilson. Wilson was transported to the hospital where he is reported to be in stable condition. Wilson is charged with two counts of aggravated assault on a law enforcement officer with a deadly weapon and one count of a felon in possession of a firearm. No officers were injured. The police department has not yet released the names of the officers. This news brought to you by the National Police Association. To learn more about how you can help law enforcement accomplish its goals visit nationalpolice.org.